He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Christine Nicholas is our very special guest, and uh, she is here to talk about the uh, the Winter Lanting Festival, and it expands into Long Island. Uh, for the holiday season, and it is uh, it's just wonderful. It is something that everyone can enjoy. Everyone should uh, should be around, and uh, it's uh, it's debuting, and it's upon us uh, in Nassau County and Suffolk County, and it, certainly in in Smithtown in uh, in in that area. Uh, we urge everyone to to go there. But without further ado, let me bring in Christine. How are you, Christine? I'm doing great, Frank. How are you this evening? I'm doing terrific, and uh, I'm very excited about about the Lantern Festival. If you can, give us a, a rundown yeah. and, and maybe start from the beginning. When, when did this all start? Sure. Well, you know, the Lantern Festivals are, have started to populate throughout the U.S. Um, and in New York. I mean, in New York, it started out in Staten Island, out, out at Snug Harbor three years ago. And this is a group that is based here in New York, but they, the Lantern Festival is uh, really um, from China. I mean, this is like a, for Chinese new, uh, Lunar New Year, this is something that they do where they build these beautiful lanterns. So it, they're in the shapes of animals and flowers, and they often tell a story. So anyway, fast forward, it was so successful in Staten Island that they have opened them also here in Long Island. So tonight we opened up at this at uh, Smithtown Historical Society, uh, located at 239 East Main Street in Smithtown. But of course, you know that. Yep. Um, and it's going to run uh, starting tonight, going all the way to January 8th. So you're going to get a chance to see over 1,000 lanterns um, across six acres. Uh, and they do have these fun, fun farm animals, dinosaurs. They have mushrooms, flowers. Um, so the kids really get a great uh, kick out of this. You know, this is also perfect for Instagram. I have teenagers at home, and they do the TikToks, they do the Instagram. So um, if you're looking for that perfect photo op, this might be it. Um, we also opened up in Roslyn last night at the Roslyn uh, Historical uh, uh, Society, so um, the museum there. Now, they're different. They are different events. So in Roslyn, uh, it is a drive-through. So you get in your car and you and you drive through. So if you have maybe older folks, younger, little ones, or handicapped, the the one in Roslyn might be the right one for you. Um, but if you're really active and you want to run around, then come on out to Smithtown. Uh, they both run until January 8th, so you'll have plenty of time. Um, so, yeah, I hope to see you out there, Frank. Yeah, well, I will be, and and I'll be uh, bringing other people as well. I, you know, I love the fact that you have have the two different dynamics. And Roslyn, mm-hmm. uh, you could drive through, which I I right. got to assume is a different experience than what we're going to have in Smithtown, where it's more right. of a of a walkthrough. But this is this is wonderful, and and I love the fact that you are bringing this, and that uh, that people are bringing this uh, because it's a different it's a different situation than what we're used to. Um, so many people have fallen in love with with looking for, uh, let, let's say, the Christmas uh, villages that people set up on their on their lawns, and and people go all mm-hmm. over the place for that. I imagine that you're going to attract a lot of the same people that go, yeah. you know, go far and wide to to find, yeah. uh, you know, beautiful, uh, you know, 
easy, nice to look at, uh, non-controversial. Yeah. I mean, this is yes. this is not you know th- this is not a competitive <laughs> thing. This is a nice experience. <laughs> It's something that I think, Frank, we can all agree on, right? right. I mean, right now we're in, the, we're in the heat of this whole political craziness right now. But I think when everybody sees the lights, they get excited, it, you know, and it's, it's now look, it's holiday in a way it's for the holidays, but it's for everybody. And that's what's nice about these lanterns. So it's any denomination that you are, um, it's you're going to enjoy it. And I totally agree with you. Um, this has become more and more of a trend. You know, my dad is down in, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and he's with the Parks uh, Commission down there. And they've been doing this now for, I think, five or six years. And it is a huge um, opportunity for them, for the parks, to, you know, bring in money when it's the cold season, right? When it's a little bit slow. Yeah. But, you know, this this event is not going to break the bank for you. Um, tickets are $22. And if there are kids under three, they're free. Uh, three to 12, they are $12. Um, so it's pretty affordable, you know, as far as events go, as far as attractions go. And, of course, there's some other things to do there as well. So, um, you know, I, I plan to make a night of it, you know, maybe go out to dinner with the family or so, and then you can do this. What's great, too, is if it's super cold, you can go to Roslyn. Um, but look, at it's been so warm. Yeah. <laughs> so you can get out there and get some exercise by walking. I'm going to get my steps in, so I'll go to Smithtown. I want to get my steps. I'm, yeah. one of those, I'm one of those crazy ones that during the pandemic I started walking. So if I don't get my 10,000 steps in that day, I feel, like I'm, I feel like a failure. So I'll have to yeah. walk out to Smithtown. Listen, it's, <laughs> it's wonderful. And, and you're right. I mean, it's, uh, it's a great place to get uh, some walking in and it's uh, you know it's yeah. great for you know a romantic walk I would assume yeah. and you know bring the wife bring the husband bring the you know whoever to boyfriend girlfriend yes. uh, to this this is a this is a different kind of experience I I love that you're doing this I love the whole yeah. concept behind it let me remind folks that are just tuning yes. in a little late or just turning on their radios a little late uh, Christine Nicholas is our very special guest and we're talking about the winter lanting festival and it expands into Long Island. Thankfully, it, it yeah. she has it expanding into Long Island for the holiday season. And this is just what, what a wonderful experience. And I'll be uh, doing my wife and I and uh, and and as many of the kids as we can yeah. get uh, together will be uh, experiencing this in both through the ride through in Roslyn mm-hmm. and the walk through in Smithtown. Christine, uh, what what is the is there any special meaning? behind this and i know you, you kind of started touching right. on it a bit it, it's a wonderful experience it's a wonderful a wonderful visual and i emotional yeah. experience but what what is the origins what was this set up to do originally well you know this goes back thousands of years in the chinese culture you know that they would make these lanterns and they are now artisan inspired they you know they almost have contests but it was really just to bring light during a dark period and during the winter time of course it's dark so this was a way of getting people out and to celebrate and come together because people would be so huddled uh being so cold and they would just want to stay home so it really is just a chance to socialize um and i will remind uh, or let you know frank that between now and november 11th there is an early bird special so if you go on winterlanternfestival.com and you put in the promo early it's e-a-r-l-y-p and you know they um but you can get a 30 percent discount so if you just go to winterlanternfestival.com you can find out all that information and also in smithtown the parking is free uh which is terrific so um 
But yeah, I mean, it's really just to bring people out and to be able to have a, a shared experience. And what, you know, it's almost like an art museum outside. And it's just a fantastic way of celebrating not just the holiday season, but just celebrating life, you know, celebrating what we, you know, a brightness that we can um, look forward to for, this, for a brighter future. Yeah, just wonderful. I, I, I can't wait to, to uh, go through the experience. Uh, Christine, I, we have so many folks listening uh, in the Hamptons that also reside in New York, New York City. Uh, yes. um, mm-hmm. would, we'd be remiss not to uh, point out the New York City aspect, sure. of this, which I have to believe is remarkable. Yeah, well, they are going to be opening um, in on November 11th at the Queens County Farm, and I don't know if you've, you know, any of your listeners have been there. They have amazing. This is the largest farm in uh, New York City. It is also the oldest in New York State, operating still. Um, it's uh, celebrating its 250th anniversary or so, but it is just they've got this corn maze and the whole bit. But Queens County Farm has a wonderful winter uh, winter lamp- lamp- lantern festival, and so does the um, the new ballpark. Well, it's the Empire Outlets at Staten Island. So if you take the Staten Island ferry from Lower Manhattan, which is free by the way, <laughs> it's still free, and then you walk past the Empire Outlets, which is the brand new shopping mall. Um, that's in Staten Island, and then you just walk, and there's the ballpark there, um, and and that's where the Ferry Hawks play the uh, minor league baseball. And John Casamitidis, our friend, he uh, he, you know, bought the ballpark, and you know, it's it's owned by the city, but he bought the the team, and he's invested so much in it, he's made it beautiful. But that Winter Lantern Festival opened up last week, so um, and that one is a, it's inspired. The story is a journey to uh, the east. Um, and then the, the story, by the way, at Roslyn, which I think people will get a kick out of is, you know, sort of this, um, sci-fi outer space, you know, because that part of Nassau County, if you recall, you know, there was a lot going on with, uh, aviation and, you know, so it's, um, so they try to take some local elements like at the Queens, um, County farm, they have a lot of farm animals, um, and they have some, you know, tractors and, and things like that. So they're trying to keep it, um, a little bit close to the community. So, you know, it's, it'll be, uh, localized to a bit you know just amazing uh uh, christine nicholas i want to thank you for everything you're doing and congratulations on all your success uh can you give us a website or a social media site yeah uh, of course yeah winterlanternfestival.com and then also, if you if you want to go to the Smithtown Historical Society, uh, they they'd have information about that too. But at WinterLanternFestival.com, they'll have everything on there for all of the four locations that they're in in New York. Christine Nicholas, thanks for being here. Oh, my pleasure, Frank. Take care. Christine Nicholas has been our very special guest. We've been talking about the Lantern Festival, and uh, it's a must-see for everyone. I'll be going, and I hope to see everyone there. Uh, Smithtown is the is the one that you walk and take a nice romantic walk with your significant other through there, and it uh, it promises to be an incredible experience. And and we'll be uh, we'll be going to Roslyn as well to drive through two different dynamics and and ways to experience the Lantern Festival. Christine Nicholas. Nicholas has been our very special guest. Once again, Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone 
to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a wonderful actress. So many people know her from so many different things. The Waterboy uh, with a- Adam Sandler, but certainly Two and a Half Men with uh, with Charlie Sheen and and John Cryer and and what a uh, what a uh, a cast uh, they uh, they completed when they put Jennifer Taylor uh, in there. Uh, for those 30-something uh, episodes, absolutely terrific. Her latest is something we're going to talk about. You're going to be able to see it starting this Sunday, and it is uh, it just sounds wonderful, sounds inspirational. Saved by Grace, and uh, and she's the, the, the star of this, and you can see that. Uh, just I'm looking forward to it. We'll be watching uh, Sunday right away. Jennifer Taylor, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing terrific. Um, you, you've got to be excited about this, I imagine. You're getting a, a good buzz. Anybody who's gotten a like little sample of it, uh, all raving about it. Um, uh, how uh, how are you feeling about this? This is uh, very positive. I'm really excited about this show. Um, I, I'm excited for everybody to see it. I, just, I think it offers people a lot of hope. Um, and yeah, I just uh, I'm just I, I just feel lucky that I got to be a part of it. You know, I I could see you in the role of uh, of an angel. We're talking about right and uh, being in the in the in a show with an angel uh, as a character. You you kind of have a uh, an optimistic view, at least from what I've seen of you on screen. And I've seen you play some non-optimistic uh, folks, and you do that very well. Yeah. But uh, does this seem like a, a natural fit for you? Are you an optimist? Yes, I am. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely an optimist. Um, I mean, you have two choices. You can either uh, look to the future with hope, and, um, or you can just think uh, nothing's going to get better, and I choose hope. <laughs> Well, give us a little overview. Uh, to me, it sounds like it's uh, it's evergreen in a sense. I mean, people are always always fascinated with angels. And uh, are you are you dealing with modern times? Are you dealing with um, is it a period piece? Uh, give us a little overview of the show and uh, and and kind of uh, you know assume that we don't know what what you're talking about yet until Sunday. Okay. Well, um, okay. So Saved by Grace is. It is in modern modern times. It's set in a, a Bentonville, Arkansas, so this um, sweet little town, which really is a sweet little town. And um, so basically, these angels intervene in people's lives. So uh, they're the, the people there are going through their lives, and they come upon some hard times and a hard situation, a decision to make, and um, it's always they, they kind of... Um, they ask God for help, and usually it's just like a whisper under their breath, and then God sends us to help them. So we intervene in their lives and, um, you know, just help help them. Yeah. You know, it's, again, it sounds inspirational. It sounds like so many people are going to be uh, fascinated by this. You caught my attention, and I, I'm getting sidetracked here a little, when you said Bentonville, uh, Arkansas. There's a great film festival. We had Gina Davis on uh, talking about it uh, in Bentonville. It's called the Bentonville Film Festival. And uh, yeah. just just a little side note, uh, is does it have any connection? Is that why they did Bentonville, Arkansas, or is that just simply a coincidence? Um, I, I, I don't believe there's any connection to the film festival, though um, our writer, uh, um, director, producer, Johnny Remo, 
Um, I know that I think he's had films in Bentonville, um, the film festival, but um, I, I know he has a connection to, to Arkansas, and it was just the loveliest town to be in. Yeah, that's uh, that's nice. And if I remember correctly, you're you're right over the the bridge from Manhattan, right? Were you, are you in Hoboken or somewhere uh, close to Hoboken? Is that where um, you started out? Um, yeah, I was born in Hoboken. I I lived in North Bergen, and then uh, we moved down to Florida. Yeah, so that's a listen. This is a little bit of a a departure from where you started, um, Bentonville, Arkansas, and you actually shot and you shot in Bentonville, Arkansas. You mentioned that it's lovely. Uh, it, give us a little a little taste of that. I mean, is it is it small town town America? Is it is it suburbia? What what about Bentonville? It's a, it's a little bit of both because Bentonville um, it's it's very modern, um, but they have this adorable town square and all these shops and restaurants and um, you know there's everything you need. It's suburbia but then you drive like you know very quickly out there and you've got farmlands i actually drove there from from la um while i was shooting there i drove from here to 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 bentonville and it was it was just it was gorgeous when you see something like saved by grace uh come across your your desk or somebody emailed you the script or whatever do you know immediately that that it's for you is this is it something that hit you right away did it have to grow on you uh what was your what was your initial reaction to save by grace uh well for me it was like answer to prayer because i i always am like okay what what what's coming next as an actor you're like you never know what's coming next but i always kind of put in my request uh as far as like what like what when i'm praying like what kind of what kind of project do i want to be on and, um, you know, I really wanted to be on something that could help people. Um, so I, so when, uh, when Johnny was like, hey, you know, I'm going to do Saved by Grace, I was like, yes. Right. Um, so I knew, I knew right away that I wanted to do this. Have you done anything like it? And pardon my ignorance on this, but, uh, you know, it seems faith-based. It seems uh, like uh, folks that have a strong faith um, are going to uh, are going to especially enjoy this, but I think any you know certainly any anyone will. But um, I, do you have you done faith based work uh, in your past? Um, yeah, the the first one I did was actually with Johnny, who um, uh, was a, like a country song that I did with uh, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus, yeah. and yeah, and um, for uh, Joel Smallbone from For King and Country. And then um, I did God's Not Dead, uh, A Light and Darkness. So those are the main faith-based, um, you know, projects that I've done. And I just, uh, I really, really like them. And uh, I hope to do more. And I think people are hungry for them. Well, listen, I, I, I agree with you. And uh, Saved by Grace uh, just sounds terrific. And I'm going to be watching it the second I get an opportunity. My wife and I will be uh, there tuning into you. And you're a big reason why, Jennifer Taylor. Uh, can you tell us anything before you go? Anything else we should know about what's going on with you? Uh, anything that, uh, that finishes off the, the rest of your year? And, uh, and uh, whether you do or, or not have anything to add to it, please give us a website or a social media site where we could follow along with what you're doing. Um, well, I, tomorrow I have a Christmas movie coming out on Hulu called ah. Christmas on Repeat. So 
um, it's kind of like uh, Christmas meets Groundhog's Day. So um, if you wanna you wanna catch out a catch a new Christmas movie, um, and I have my website jennifertaylor.me, and uh, on on Instagram I'm 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 really really hit or miss on on that. That is not my strong suit. I pretty much post when I feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm the same way. Congratulations on all your success. Certainly these latest two, we'll be talking about them as we let you go. Jennifer Taylor, thanks for being here. Oh, thanks so much, Frank. Jennifer Taylor, uh, a great, uh, great career that she's put together. And uh, listen, from Hoboken, the home of Sinatra, and I knew it was somewhere close to the bridge. I knew she was somewhere close to Manhattan. And she is, um, uh, you know, she is someone who I, I think for the most part is, uh, is really known for her work on Two and a Half Men. It was b- before Ashton Kutcher, which, I mean, that, that show, uh, you know, completely changed when it went there. I've had John Cryer on. I've never had Charlie Sheen on. But uh, John Cryer, who I think is a terrific actor, um, and he was great there. He won multiple Emmys for uh, for his role as Alan in, in Two and a Half Men. But, uh, man, you want to see a change? I don't know, you, you call it a jump the shark or jump the whale, <laughs> whatever. But when Ashton Kutcher got on Two and a Half Men, forget it. Uh, and I can't, I can't even watch it. And, and, by the way, I've seen Ashton in things and like Ashton in certain things. But uh, that 70s show, for example, I loved. But, uh, but man, Two and a Half Men died when Charlie Sheen... Um, left the show, and it just uh, there was just nothing, you know, nothing left of it. Uh, but anyway, Jennifer Taylor uh, was uh, was there for thirty something episodes as Charlie Sheen's uh, girlfriend. Whether you liked her character, her character was Chelsea, uh, or not, is uh, is something different. She's lovely, a wonderful actress, uh, but she played that role like like you know you would imagine uh, it was supposed to be uh, played and. Um, you know, a lot of people, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, liked Charlie Sheen uh, single and and, uh, and not, um, you know, not with a steady girlfriend, not in a relationship, not whatever. But, you know, you run out of ideas, I guess. And uh, and there you go. And Jennifer Taylor was uh, was the, the main steady girlfriend that Charlie Sheen had when um, uh, when you talk about uh, two and a half men and his character what was his. Uh, I'm trying to think of the last name of Alan and Charlie. Uh, anyway, whatever. Uh, uh, great show. Uh, certainly, uh, while Charlie Sheen was there with uh, with uh, his uh, his brother, uh, you know, who played his brother, John Cryer, who I think is terrific. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. Jennifer Taylor has a couple of new things coming out. Saved by Grace. Check it out. She's a wonderful actress. And uh, thrilled to have her here. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on breaking it down it's breaking it down with frank mckay long island vibes on 1071 wlirfm hampton bays now here's your host frank mckay i'd like to welcome everyone to breaking it down frank mckay here so much more importantly uh, the the great marlo thomas and i i don't say that lightly i mean absolutely uh it's not only her work on screen and everyone knows her from winning multi uh, emmys and uh, and and uh, a Peabody Award and uh, so much uh, more. Uh, she is uh, she's an absolute legend. But it's her work off screen 
and uh, and when she's not on stage and not in front of a camera that uh, stands out uh, more than anything, uh, St. Jude's, her late great father, Danny Thomas, uh, got that started, and it's just it, it is such a tremendous organization, and and it brings uh, brings hope uh, to so many people around uh, the world, and uh, everyone who has every parent alive uh, knows what uh, Marlo Thomas uh, has has done with her life. Could have very easily just cruised through life. Uh, she hasn't. She's just been absolutely amazing. So award-winning actress, uh, and author, and advocate. Uh, an activist, Marlo Thomas, is here with us. And uh, we're also talking about a holiday um, collection uh, that's uh, that's there. And um, she's starring in a Hallmark film. And that'll, uh, that premieres in, on Friday uh, on the Hallmark Channel. Marlo Thomas, how are you? I'm great. I'm busy, really busy. I'm very excited. Thank you for saying all those nice things. I am excited about my Hallmark movie that's on uh, this Friday, uh, November 4th at 8 o'clock. Uh, uh, it's called The Magical Christmas Village, and it's with Allison Sweeney, who's just divine. She's lovely, funny, and kind, and uh, she, there's a love story between her and Luke McFarland, which is charming. And then we have our own little love story as mother and daughter, and I bring magic into the house for her and, and my granddaughter. And it's just a... It's a very magical movie, and I had so much fun making it. You know, usually these movies aren't funny, but this movie is funny, and it's very, very magical. So um, I'm excited to do my first Hallmark Christmas movie. Yeah, that's it. it it's wonderful, and I always, I, I always wonder, uh, you know, does it? I, and again, it, you've you've been doing this uh, so long, and you've had so many great moments as an actress, and and so many uh, uh, debuts, and. Uh, and everything else. Uh, do you have any kind of ritual the day of something like this happening? Do you watch it uh, that night, or is it old hat by that point because you've already seen it? Uh, but it sounds like a wonderful thing. I know we'll be watching it. Will you be watching it as we're watching it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. My husband and I will be watching it, and uh, a, a bunch of my friends are going to come over. We're going to have dinner at 6.30, and then we'll watch the movie at 8, and then we'll have dessert afterward and talk about it and yeah no we look forward to it it's a lot of fun yeah absolutely yeah that's you know that's nice to hear i just it's still special after all all these uh, these moments you know i mentioned yeah. all, all your awards and we'll get back to the film in a second i i didn't mention that back in um Back in 2014, uh, President Obama awarded you the President Presidential Medal of Freedom, which is the highest honor any civilian can get. And, and somehow that that just slipped by without me without me saying it. But wow, I mean, it's just everywhere you look, there's something there. Uh, what else can you tell us about now, that? Was yeah. that was that was a very exciting moment in my life. I, I I must admit, you know, you grow up dreaming of being an actor, and and maybe you win an Emmy or a Tony or a Oscar or whatever, but you don't dream about winning the Medal of Freedom. You know, that isn't something you think about. So, so that comes as a blessing in your life, you know. When I got the call that President Obama was going to present this medal to me, I couldn't believe it. I, I just was flabbergasted. And I thought about my grandparents, you know. They uh, came, my Lebanese grandparents came here uh, on a boat, you know, with all their belongings and cloth sacks. And here, two generations later, their granddaughter is in the White House getting a medal from the president. I mean, it was pretty astounding. 
you know, I'm very aware of of the blessings of my family, you know, and that we've been able to achieve uh, something, many things in in this wonderful country that my grandparents fled poverty and war to get here and and give us a better life. So I, I'm uh, very grateful to have had that recognition. And a lot of it had to do with my work with St. Jude. I mean, St. Jude is such a, 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 a true place, you know, it's just exactly what we say it is, that's what it is. You know, my father founded it in 1962, and he made a promise on that first day that no no child would ever be turned away for race or religion, everybody was welcome, and that no family would ever pay a dime for anything, not for traveling there, not for, wow. not for treatment, not for, food, not for food or not for housing. We pay for everything, and so that makes us very proud beggars, as my dad used to call himself. <laughs> So, you know, to, to beg the food yeah. and beg for the money, pay the food and the housing. And uh, it costs about $3 million a day to run St. Jude. And that's not just paying for the families. That's also for the researchers and the doctors and the nurses and, and the psychiatrists and um, everything that, that, that helps to make the child well. So it's very, uh, it's an exciting time of year for us. This is our 19th year for our Thanks and Giving program. And um, the, the Today Show, every year uh, for five days a week, has us tell a story of a, of a child, Monday through Friday. And, and that's really helpful to moms and dads and grandparents around the country. And they can see that, oh, yes, that my child has something like that. I'm going to look into that. And, and, and many times they've written letters to me and to the Today Show saying, you saved my child's life because I saw that story and I realized that my child had those symptoms. So that's very important. And, you know, we even took children from Ukraine this year. Wow. Um, eight, yeah, we have eight families from Ukraine. And, um, and we also provided for over 1,000 families through our global program to move them out of, out of uh, Ukraine into Poland and Switzerland and France and Italy and Germany. Uh, so we, our St. Jude Global, was very much a part of that effort. Uh, you know, and, it, and as I say, it, it costs money to do all that. And uh, we have the money, and we, that's how we spend it, to take care of children worldwide. Amazing. I, I mean, I have such admiration for you, your husband, your, your late dad. I, I mean, what what a family! It just uh, they don't they don't make they're not making any more of you. So I, I thank you for everything uh, that you're doing. A final word on the uh, on the on the film. Um, uh, it's this yeah. Friday. We'll be watching it as you're watching it, which is which is nice to know. Uh, give us anything else we should know, and if you have any social media sites or websites, please let us uh, let us in on them, and we'll be following you uh, on on everything uh, that you're absolutely. doing. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Well, I, I have a Facebook account and an Instagram, so you can find me there. Um, it, it's easy to find. Just go to the web and Marlo Thomas Facebook or Marlo Thomas Instagram, and you can get on it and see a lot of news about what I'm doing and also a lot about this about St. Jude and a lot and you go to stjude.org and learn a lot about St. Jude and the children and the research uh there there's a there's a, and there's also a way to donate on stjude.org so there's there's plenty of good for people to do you know I think people really want to do good and sometimes they're not sure how to do it well St. Jude is a way to do good uh you can really uh, just even a dollar and when you go to William Sonoma or Kmart or Best Buy or K Jewelers or Domino's Pizza, 
they'll ask you to add a dollar for the children of St. Jude, and so leave a dollar for the kids. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Thank you very much for all you do, and thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Marlo Thomas, everyone. Frank McKay here, much more importantly. What a, what a career she's had and a life uh, that she's had. Her father, um, uh, you know, the, the, the son of Lebanese immigrants, um, I, you know, took it all the way to the top. I mean, what, what a producer, not only his own show, uh, what do you have, the, the um, uh, Andy Griffith show was a huge hit for him, and uh, Danny Thomas, I, I think also um, Dick Van Dyke, right, wasn't it? Uh, wasn't that his his uh, production? Um, if I'm wrong, you guys will forgive me. But I mean, uh, it, you know what a what a life and what a what a legacy Danny Thomas has left behind. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. Marlo Thomas has been our very special guest. Uh, we'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. In many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with uh, who many people are expecting to be the next congressman, replacing uh, Lee Zeldin who many people are speculating will be the next governor. And uh, a nice uh, transition here from uh, from veteran to veteran. Um, and uh, Nick Lolota is our very special guest today, and he's, uh, he's someone who served this country proudly in the Navy and, uh, and, and since he's been a public official. And uh, he's basically uh, going all over this district from, uh, from front uh, to back, uh, inside and outside. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, he's, uh, he's running a great campaign. A lot of people are, are I, I think, uh, right on when they think that this is the man that will, uh, will secede Lee Zeldin in CD1 as their congressman. Uh, Nick Lolota, how are you? Great to be on with you. Just a couple of days to go. We're fired up. we got to put this great country back on the right track. I'm honored to have support of so many people to help do that, potentially to succeed Lee Zeldin to fill his big shoes. I, uh, I've joked around on the campaign trail. Uh, I'm, I'm not just the Navy version of Zeldin, but I'm the slightly chubbier version of Zeldin <laughs> with a good military and veteran and legal and elected official background. Uh, I'd be honored to fill his shoes. Listen, I think you're 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 hitting uh, the right notes with with the public, and it's and it's uh, for a good reason. You're, you're not pretending to be something that you're not. This is you. I think, and and I've known you for a while, and I know a lot of people have known you for a while. And and basically, they say what what you see with Nick Lolota, what comes out of his mouth, is really what he feels and how he feels. And uh, it's it's. It's not hard to do something that you're just uh, you're just natural at doing. Uh, is, is this a new experience for you? I mean, this is a tremendous uh, a, a tremendous district. It, it's uh, it's an important district, but uh, is it easy because you're just basically saying what's on your mind? Yes, I think too often, Frank. Kind of like you alluded to, you know, politics lends itself. The people trying to ad- adopt narratives and, and personas that don't really match who they are. And that's just not me. I hope to be in politics to accept that terrible rule. You know, and, and, and what you see, like you said, Frank, is what you get with me. I'm, I'm a guy who believes that America is the greatest country the world has ever known. My family's been honored to serve at multiple different levels 
I'm the son of a cop, the grandson of two cops, the stepson of a Navy man, the brother of a Bronze Star earning Marine. I served the Navy myself for 11 years. And we've done that because we, we love this country. We care about this country. We understand what it stands for. We want to celebrate personal freedom and individual responsibility. And I'm a fiscal conservative who wants to ensure that government spends less, empowers people and businesses more. Now, those are things that just come naturally to me. I've served as an elected official, as a village trustee, where I've pared back budgets, I've conformed with tax cap, I've, I've earned credit rating upgrades, paid roads, hired more cops. These are things that I think that the public wants their elected officials, regardless of party, to do to ensure the next generation of Americans has just as many opportunities, Frank, as we've all had. That's why I'm running for Congress. Yes, it does feel natural to me because I love this great country and I want to serve it in Washington, Frank. Nick Lalota is the voice that you're hearing. If you're just joining us a little late or turning on your radio a little late, Nick Lalota's uh, candidate uh, to secede uh, Lee Zeldin. Lee Zeldin in the first congressional district, and and he is, uh, uh, I, I'm I'm telling you, he he may have started out an underdog, but uh, he's anything but that now. I mean, he's um, uh, he's he's turning out uh, to be everyone's pick, and he's run a great campaign, and and for good reason. Uh, he's he's hitting uh, all the all the right notes in a crime-ridden society. Uh, you know, here's a guy who's talking about uh, uh, talking about all the right things. Frank McKay here, much more importantly, Nick Lalota running in CD number one. Uh, a couple days from now, you'll get an opportunity to uh, to to vote uh, for him. Nick, have you ever seen anything like this as far as the crime, as far as the breakdown in in New York State of uh, with the bail reform being what it is? Have you ever seen anything quite like this? No, absolutely not, Frank. And the environmentalists point to things like Superstorm Sandy, about once-in-a-century storms happening once every 10 or so years now. And when you look at the papers, when you scroll your social media feeds, when you tune into programs like this, you know, these once-in-a-decade or once-in-a-century crime stories about candidates for governor getting attacked, a candidate for governor having a drive-by shooting on his lawn, these are things that don't really happen all too often, but are happening right now at this moment in time on this island, in this state, way too frequently. It's a crisis that needs to be tackled. It's a crisis caused by terrible public policies, terrible politicians having rhetoric that doesn't have the back of our cops. And I'm running against one of them right now, Frank. I'm running against a social justice warrior who called the riots of 2020 justified, who said the accidental killing of Breonna Taylor wasn't an accident, wasn't negligence, that it was murder, called those cops murderers. It's terrible, Frank, where these Democrat politicians have brought us in just a couple of years on the public safety front. It's something that absolutely needs to be stopped in Congress, Frank. I want to help secure that border because what has happened in this great country of ours is every state is now a border state because Biden has let so many people cross that border and politicians locally have made these sanctuary city policies, which have brought illegal people, guns, weapons, drugs, across that border into our communities. Fentanyl is killing way too many people. 200 young folks per day are dying from fentanyl. We need to get serious at all levels of government to just give people their safety back. That's honestly one of the most basic tenets of government is to keep our local communities and country safe, where we as a government haven't been meeting that responsibility in the last couple of years. And that's why we need to elect new policymakers at all levels of government who take that so seriously, Frank.
Nicola Loda, candidate for the 1st Congressional District, is the voice that you're hearing, and you'll have an opportunity to vote for him on Tuesday and uh, just a couple days away. And again, uh, so many people have gotten behind uh, Nick uh, for, for different reasons. Frank McKay, here, so much more importantly, Nick Loda is our very special guest. Nick, you, when you say these things, it, it's not just a, a conversation that you're having with Republicans or conservatives. I'm an independent, right? I mean, I've, I, I've uh, supported Dems. I've supported uh, Republicans. Uh, I've supported conservatives. I supported people that were more progressive. But what you're saying is a message that uh, that people that are even, uh, you know, even to the left, uh, they've had it. They've had it with all of these things that you're talking about. And uh, and so many people other than the extreme left wing, I, I think, are, are uh, hearing your message and it's resonating with them. Yeah, so Allison Esposito, uh, our candidate for lieutenant governor, a uh, retired deputy inspector of the NYPD, frames this exactly the right way. Some people would call what's happening right now in our culture a red wave, that people are leaning into a Republican conservative movement that ensures that we have a greater say in our government. What, but what Allison says is that it's a red, white, and blue wave. It's a, it's a wave of many Americans of many different persuasions who will ensure that we have the freedom and the representation possible to live economically safe as well as from a public safety perspective safe. That it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a movement of all Americans regardless of their political affiliation because they just want common sense. They want to be able to live free. They want to live safe and have economic opportunities that Americans have had for generations. That's not so tough. I mean, I guess a lot of that has been attributed to, you know, the, the credit or the, the confidence is being placed in Republican and conservative politicians. It doesn't have to be that way. Everybody should be able to join in the concept that the border should be secure. Everybody should be able to join in the concept that our cops should have public confidence and politicians should have their back. Everybody should join in, in, in the idea that government shouldn't spend more than it takes in. I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy to be affiliated with a party who makes that black and white clear. And the other party right now at this moment in time hasn't been doing it. But I think that what we're seeing in New York and the reason why a lot of people have hoped that this very blue state, a Republican like Zeldin could be successful on Election Day, is that he's saying things that are just common sense. I think, like Allison says, this is more of a common sense wave than a red wave. You know, you're hearing the voice of Nick Lolota. Uh Frank McKay here, much more importantly, Nick Lolota is the candidate for uh, the 1st Congressional District in uh, in Suffolk County. Uh, you, you know, you can't make this up. As we're talking, I'm I'm interviewing from uh, from the side of the road. I don't know if you hear the sirens in the background, and they're going in different directions. I don't know if everybody can hear. Uh, Nick, are you hearing the sirens? Uh, these are cop cars going in one direction, and, and then uh, and then there's going in another direction. But every you know couple of minutes, and I'm on the border of Nassau and Queens. It's not like I'm in a high crime district. It is. It is terrible, and and it's you know multiple cars. Go, it's just you can't make it up, and and I I shouldn't laugh, but I mean it's just uh, the the irony here. Nick Lalota has been our very special guest. Nick, a, a final word uh, to the people that are coming out to vote on Tuesday that may be undecided. Uh, give us a final word on that. Yeah, with just a couple of days to go, Frank, we have an opportunity to put our country back on the right track. 
In the last 18 months, interest rates have doubled. Gasoline prices are up 62%. Investments are down 20%. Folks are struggling economically. And we are just on this program right now. The crime is reaching the suburbs. We need to put a stop to it. And to do that, we need to have public officials, policymakers, who will stand up for regular working men and women, seniors, everybody in between. Regular folks will stand up right now. You can find those candidates on the Republican and conservative line, such as myself, Nick Lalota. I, I have a website with my name, social media. Come find out more about me. We're about ensuring that Long Island, New York State, and Americans, we all get a fair shot at this great thing that's called the American dream. That's why I'm running for office, and I love this great country, Frank. Well, Nick Lalota, congratulations on, on running a, a very effective race and, and get, gathering all this support, uh, and it just seems like a snowball effect. And good luck to you on Tuesday the 8th. Thanks so much, Frank. Appreciate having me on. Hope you're safe out there. Nick Lalota, everyone, has been our very special guest. Frank McKay here, candidate for CD1, Congressional District 1, uh, to... Uh, to take over uh, the work that Lee Zeldin has been uh, doing. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. Nick Lalota uh, on Tuesday. You have an opportunity to vote for him, and uh, and you'll find him you know, on the ballot along with the, the Zeldin team on the Republican and conservative lines. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.